Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast, and I have Hallie Brooke with me today. Hi, Hallie. How are you? Hi, Jamie. I'm so good. It's so fun to be with you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) How excited you are. Like, I was just getting excited as we were talking, getting ready to jump on today. So, um, Hallie, let me introduce you so everyone can get to know you a little bit. So, Hallie Brooke, she's first and foremost a lover of God. She is the founder and CEO of Live Nourished Coaching, where she focuses on helping mission-driven entrepreneurs, business owners, and executives find and maintain a balanced, healthy lifestyle that allows them to grow and scale their businesses without running themselves into the ground. She's a certified functional medicine nutrition counselor, nationally board certified health and wellness coach, Fox 21 fitness and nutrition expert, and fierce industry advocate. Hallie is a reformed workaholic. She knows what it's like to lose yourself in work and end up in burnout, overwhelm, and being unwell. She discovered functional medicine in 2014 when extreme stress pushed her over the edge, and she ended up dealing with a serious chronic health issue and those included IBS, SIBO, and adrenal dysfunction. From her own experience in education, she and her team have built a thriving functional medicine coaching and nutrition practice that focuses on helping women overcome chronic health conditions, including gut issues, chronic fatigue, brain fog, autoimmune disease, prediabetes, type 2 diabetes, and chronic inflammation. She has become an international speaker and top-level executive coach, helping clients in all the areas of wellness, including movement, nutrition, mindset, resilience, relationships, self-care, and faith. Hallie, welcome to the show. It's so great to be here. Thank you. It's fun to hear that read back. I'm like, oh yeah, I do. I do do that. That's cool. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Like I've had people introduce me and like, there was one where I didn't realize they were introducing me. I thought they were introducing someone else. I'm like, man, she's done a lot of stuff. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. That's me. Come on. Let's come back your brain. Stay <laughs> yes. Talk in a minute. Um, so, well, I'm curious. And I ask a lot of people this question, but do you have, after going through adrenal fatigue, I've gone through it myself. It is a life-changing experience Yeah, where you almost are out of your body and not even yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very difficult experience. And I'd love to hear your story about that too today, but um, something that had helped me was routines. So I mm-hmm. start putting routines of self-care and one of those was a morning routine. So talk to me a little bit about, do you have a morning routine? I sort of have a morning routine. Um, routines have been so helpful and they're, they're so helpful. My morning routine does not look like the, you know, I get up and I work out for 30 minutes and then I do this and then I do this and then I do this, but I have things that are non-negotiables that set me up for the day. So my non-negotiables are, I wake up and I would, I, if I could pay someone to make me like a jump out of bed kind of person, I would pay them an exorbitant amount of money to make, to make me a morning person. <laughs> you jump out of bed and like, gosh, 
No, I never did. I was a swimmer all through high school and college. So like I know how to get up at four 30 and like go work out fully capable. Um, but yeah, so my morning routine is my alarm goes off and I turn on kind of a meditation and scripture in bed. And I listen to that for about 15 minutes and then I get up and I wash my face and I go make um, tea in my pajamas. And then I do a little bit of reading and meditation. And then I, you know, get dressed for the day, hair and makeup, and then go on my day. And that sets me up really well. I do better working out in the afternoon. So I've had to build that into my routine because as an entrepreneur, if I don't make that date with myself, it doesn't stick. So my day is done at five o'clock, no matter what period under discussion. And then I start my workout at five 15. Um, so those routines are super helpful, but my, my morning routine is much more of an ease into the day kind of thing than a, like, you know, the miracle morning, which is great. Some, it works for some people. I haven't met a lot of people that it actually works for, but for those that What's it works for, it works. Morning? What is, is that something? Yeah. The miracle morning is from, um, oh, what's the author of that book? Uh, the same person who wrote, uh, tiny habits, but the miracle morning is, you know, you get up three hours before you need to be anywhere. So yeah, <laughs> nope, not me. Um, and you, you know, make coffee, you do your workout, you do your meditation, you journal, you plan your day and then get ready for their day. So there's six things that you do in that three hour period, which for some people is brilliant. I'm just not one of those people. <laughs> I mean, it, okay. Okay. I can kind of feel that a little bit. I mean, I do get up. I usually don't start my day till 10, but yeah. late at nine, but like I get up whenever I get up type mm -hmm. of, a, but I guess three hour. Okay. All right. All right. I could see that. Yeah. And it probably gives that sense of calm, right? Like I'm, I know this is the next mm -hmm. thing quiet, but if you have kids, pets, sometimes other family members you're caring for, like all those things, like there's always a way to find a way, right? There's yeah. a, there's a will, there's a way, yes. but, and you don't drink coffee, which oh, no, I don't. It breaks my heart that I don't drink coffee. I love coffee. Um, my adrenal fatigue was at the level where coffee just trickled, triggered, triggered, wow, words, my adrenals and, you know, sent me through the roof and then I would crash. Like I was more tired drinking coffee than I was off of coffee. And I love coffee. It is so delicious and it's so good. Um, but my body just can't handle it. And I feel so much better not drinking coffee. And so, you know, every once in a while I'll be out with friends like, yeah, I'll grab a cup of coffee. And I regret it every single time. I'm like, <laughs> That was a mistake. It tasted great. And now I feel terrible. <laughs> well, I think that's a really great, um, just awareness of listening to what your body needs. Cause so many times we're like, shut up body. You're fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then the body's like, so, um, you're going to pay for this yeah. in some form or another. So, okay, fine. But it's going to come back in some form or another, but you have a really great story, you know, back in 2014, where you were go, go, going. I mean, mm -hmm. you were hitting all the points. It sounds like, so I'd love to hear a little bit about what happened with you. How did, how did you get to the, the world of adrenal fatigue? Because everyone has a different story of how they get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So 2014. So I graduated college in 2010. Um, I guess that dates me, whatever. And then went into teach for America. So I got placed in a really hard inner city school, title one school here in Colorado Springs. Um, and teach for America gives their teachers almost zero training. So, you know, I went from a classroom where there's three other teachers with me and I have eight summer school students to a classroom where I'm in the back of the school. No one comes and checks on me ever. I now have four preps. I'm the only teacher and I have 30 kids who are like punching each other every day. <laughs> like that's, that's where we landed. 
Um, and I'm a really hard worker. I'm a go-getter. I can figure stuff out. And so just the stress of that, you know, destroyed my body. My, I, I am really good at taking care of myself. I grew up in Boulder. I know how to eat all of these things, but, um, that phase of my life, I was waking up at 5am to get to school, to lesson plan and get stuff ready. Kids would walk through the door at seven. I was with students nonstop. We had a one 30 minute lunch, which was, you know, eight minutes walking our kids to the, the cafeteria, eight minutes, walking them back. And then whatever time I had in the middle was like time to shove food down my throat and maybe pee. Um, and then, you know, school ended at three 30 and I would stay at school usually until six or seven at night lesson planning. Cause I was trying to figure out what to do. And then I would go home and I would usually eat something like pre-made on the floor with my roommates who are all teachers. And then we would usually be up until, you know, 11, 12, 1 AM lesson planning, like trying to figure out what the heck we're doing for the next day. And then we would just start it all over. Um, and so I did that for nine years. Um, it got better. Yeah. It got better towards the end, like towards the end of my teaching career, it was a lot more chill than it was in my first two years, but teaching is just hard. Like for all of the teachers out there who were teachers, I love you. Thank you for doing what you're doing. It is I think the hardest job on the planet. Um, and so during that time, I also got married and it was, um, a pretty hard marriage. And so, you know, there's that layered on top of that. And so I have internal stress and external stress and I'm just not functioning. And then my solution to this was I'm losing my mind. So while I'm teaching, I'm also going to simultaneously start a business, um, which was, you know, maybe not my best choice ever, but, um, seemed like it at the time. So I'm drowning in teaching. I'm drowning in my marriage and now I'm starting a business and that was more than my body could handle. So, you know, stress damages our gut. So I ended up with IBS. Um, I ended up with SIBO, which is where the bacteria creeps up into your large intestine and then causes all sorts of crazy things. And then all of that landed me in adrenal fatigue. And I just hit a point where my body wasn't functioning. And I said, okay, I have to do something different. And so I did. <laughs> Wait, so let's go back a couple of steps. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, let's talk a little bit about how that crept up, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, you go, go, go. And the body's like, how, did, like, was there a turning point where you're just like, this is bad. Like I, this is really bad because yeah. you, you didn't have the medical background, correct? No, I did not have a medical background. I came out of undergrad pre-med. So I had some like biochemistry, but I didn't know anything about gut health or I knew nothing. Um, so what happened was I ended up in a spot where I had the worst farts you have ever smelled and they were completely uncontrollable. Like <laughs> you to say that. So awesome. I mean, they were, they were like the clear the room kind of horrible farts. And they like, it wasn't like I could hold them in and then go to the bathroom. Do it. Like I just kind of constantly just leaked awful smells. I mean, it was, it was absolutely horrible and it got worse. Anytime we would go do something fun, which was so infuriating, but it's because I was getting excited for something. And so, you know, my body is producing adrenal, whatever. And so, you know, we'd be like going to hang out with friends in the mountains and all of a sudden I would have a flare up and we're like riding with the windows down. Cause it's just so bad. And so that's, that's kind of what finally pushed me over the edge of, okay, I can no longer continue to function like this anymore. This isn't okay. I have to do something about it. And so I went to a bunch of doctors. I love Western medicine. I think it's really important. I think it's a miracle that we have it. And 
Western medicine doctors are really trained to treat symptoms. They're not trained to treat underlying causes and adrenal fatigue and gut health are always underlying causes. So, um, was told by multiple doctors that, you know, IBS was the rest of my life. And it seemed like my body was doing pretty good with plain chicken and plain lettuce. So, you know, just stock up on that and, and eat that most of the time. And I thought that cannot be the answer to this. There has got to be something else. So I kind of stumbled my way into functional medicine, looking for, answers and started learning about gut health and intestinal permeability and IBS and SIBO, which at that point, SIBO is still fairly unknown. There's some clinics that can test for it with, with a breath test, some that can't. Um, but I, I just kind of pieced this together and stumbled my way through it, fell in love with it, and then went back to school and got a degree and left teaching and started this company. And here we are. Okay. I'm going to go back to the farming and car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> story. Any of those friends that you still have in your life? Um, those are ride or die <laughs> friends. They really are. They are absolutely ride or die friends. Yep. Well, you know, that's an interesting, um, a symptom. I mean, I know there's a lot of other symptoms with that too, but that is a, so if anyone has really, really bad gas, <laughs> come talk to me. <laughs> yeah call, call Hallie. That's for sure. Call Hallie. But, um, okay. Interesting. All right. So then you're like, okay, I can figure this out. And then it was kind of a calling. Maybe it made sense then for you to start the business during everything. Was that your way out? Did that also help you end the marriage and also leave the job? Tell me about that. Yeah. So, um, it helped me leave teaching which is great. I sort of, so I started it as a personal training business. Um, and I love this story. Like I now run a super successful business that is international. And I started it by printing flyers and walking around my neighborhood and putting them on my neighbor's doors for personal training. Like that's where my business started. And I'm now the CEO of this nationwide company, which is pretty stinking cool. Um, so yeah, so I got my personal training business kind of up and running in the summers. And then that started covering us enough that I was able to leave teaching and kind of transition into that full time. And then that was when I was working through all of my stuff. So I'm now talking to my clients about all of this functional medicine stuff that I'm learning and personal training has a very narrow scope of practice, but I'm telling them what I'm learning about nutrition. And it was my clients who said, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. You have to go back to school. Um, and then my marriage, honestly, like I would say the Lord provided in a lot of ways. I did not leave my husband. My husband left me, um, which was really hard to wrap my head around. Um, but in the long run has ended up being a beautiful blessing. I still think it was the wrong thing, but it was, it's beautiful. And so my husband left and my kind of like, okay, I need to get myself I need to do something for myself. And so I ended up doing a crowdfunding thing to fund my degree, to go back to functional medicine school and get this degree. And then my personal training clients who are all incredible and wonderful and loyal, just kind of pivoted with me into this functional medicine practice. That was just me at the time. And then COVID happened. And all of a sudden hundreds of people are looking for alternative medicine options. They're looking for like, how do I improve my immune system? And how do I keep myself from getting sick? And how do I deal with these kind of underlying causes that make me more at risk? And so my practice exploded, um, in 2020. And so I developed a whole coach training program and now I have coaches working for me and other nutritionists working for me. And, um, now we partner with, you know, functional medicine clinics and direct primary care clinics and people come to us directly. And I just had a referral from a psychiatrist yesterday. So um, that's kind of the story of how we 
ended up here and, um, work, I would say in a lot of ways is my medicator. Like some people use alcohol. Some people use sex. I, when my life starts falling apart, I work. So my marriage started falling apart and I started a business. Um, I would not say that that helped my marriage at all. That was, that was probably the wrong move. Um, and since then I've had to do a lot of work with myself around setting boundaries with myself of like, I am done with work at five period, end of discussion. Like if the task isn't done, it can wait until tomorrow. And, um, if something takes three months to create instead of one week to create, then it takes three months and that's okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that because you know, we're, I'm done with work at five and the story period, no questions asked. That's a discipline that mm-hmm. comes with time and also is a discipline to not listen to that voice Yeah, because isn't there, I mean, what I hear from people and my understanding of psychology is that the voice never goes away. It just mm-hmm. gets quieter and quieter. And then there's a, another voice there. So do you still have that voice then? Do you still hear it? What, and what does that say? Oh yeah, absolutely. A lot of could resonate with what your voice is going to say. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, so like work, work is how I, in my brokenness and my, my non-functioning, that's where I find value. And so that is always there. That's an, always a tug, just like an alcoholic finds comfort in alcohol. I find comfort in work. Like when I have a lot of emotions and I don't know what to do, I'm not scrolling Instagram or drinking. I'm like in my office figuring out how to scale my company. Um, which, you know, in some ways is like, okay, well that's, that's a great medicator. Like my, the, the day my husband left, I sat down and rewrote my resume. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what everyone does. My husband yeah, left. Naturally. Oh, that resume. I need to update that. Yeah. Um, but it's still my coping mechanism. And so I have to be really honest with myself if I'm working more than kind of what the boundaries that I've set around myself of, am I doing this for a short term because we have a deadline, we have a project due and I can get this done? Or am I doing this because I'm getting my worth and value from a source that isn't where my worth and value should come from? And I have to get really honest with myself. And I now have a a husband who's absolutely wonderful and I love him like crazy. And so we have a code. If he comes into my office, it's like five Oh five. And I'm like, I just need five more minutes. The reality is it's actually probably like 25 minutes. And so the question that I have given him to ask me is Hallie, what do you actually need right now? Um, and I can take a step back and go, Ooh, okay. What do I actually need right now? Like, do I actually have to finish this task tonight? Nope. I can move it to the next morning. That's fine. Okay. What do I actually need right now? I actually need some fresh air and a break and to go on a walk with you and make dinner with you and like have a fun night. But I've, I've had to give him that permission to ask me that question. And then I've had to give myself permission to, to respond to that question with something other than work. Yeah. So having a built-in accountability partner sounds great. Super helpful. Um, Right. To manage the what's going on with your health, because I think, and I know too, since I've had adrenal fatigue, I am very hyper aware when Mm -hmm. I start, when the eyes start to feel like toothpicks are holding them open or I start writing things backwards. Those are always indications to me, dyslexia, like those types of things. And then I'm like, okay, everything stops. Mm -hmm. I just need to take a nap, go, go outside, go take a hike or something like that. But what I'm hearing is is boundaries. Mm-hmm. So you create some boundaries, not only what maybe with other people, but also with yourself. Like yeah. hey, I'm done five, I'm going to work out at this time. I don't need to do this now. You're making a commitment to your health, mm-hmm. 
yeah, you're committing and saying, no, this can wait till tomorrow and a commitment yep. to your husband too, like to be present and to listen. Yep. Right? Um, that awareness, I think is the first point too, is like knowing when you're overworking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then your accountability partner. Like, yep. I think that's like some of the things is just building structures into place. And that may be something what you do. Cause you do not only helping with people's health, but you do business coaching too. So tell me how that, I mean, are the, maybe these are the types of things you integrate people's health in with the business coaching. So talk to me about that, what that looks like. Yes. So we do functional medicine. So I, I sort of have two sides of my company and, and that grew out of my personal experience. So I have the functional medicine side of my company and we do gut health. We do adrenal fatigue. We do all of these things that our Western medicine system, unfortunately, hasn't been super well set up to do. That's what we do. And then as I've been doing this now, since 2020, I've had so many people come to me who are business owners and entrepreneurs and the, the operation of their business and the way that they set boundaries around their business is actually what's damaging their health. But it's a very different conversation from, you know, we have like a lot of moms and a lot of just normal people who have normal jobs kind of in this functional medicine world. And then we have people who own a business who are the solopreneurs in their business or who are trying to scale their business. And it's just a different hat. So one of my favorite stories in this category. And one of the things that kind of pushed me in this direction of, okay, I need to set my team up to handle the functional medicine stuff. And then I need to have an option over here for these people who find us, who are business owners, who have something else going on. So, um, he's a husband, he owns a concrete company. So in the summer he is absolutely slammed. He's working from dawn to dusk every single day. And then in the winter, he has absolutely nothing to do. And so he ended up coming to us after two years of kind of noticing this pattern with his gut health of in the summer he had, he was going, he needed to go to the bathroom like eight times a day. He had absolute diarrhea, you know, mucus was coming out absolutely horrible gut health. He told me a story. He's like, the reason I decided to call you is because I was on a construction site and I ended up having to like dig a hole behind my truck because there, <laughs> there was That's no other option to hear. Yeah. Dude. Not good. And so as oh. we're having this conversation, you know, we're talking about gut health. We're talking about all these things. We're talking about how you have to reduce your stress, how you have to get your adrenals under control, but he has this different hat on. Like he's a husband, he's a son, he's a father, he's a friend. He, you know, is super involved in his church. He has all of these things that normal people deal with, but then he's also a business owner and it's, it's the ebb and flow of his business. That's pushing him, his stress over, over the edge into you know, not being able to handle it. If he wasn't a business owner, we'd be having a different conversation. And I had, I probably had five or six clients come to me who are in that kind of area. Like, you know, I'm dealing with all of these things and I'm also a business owner. Like I can't afford to take a nap in the middle of the day to deal with my adrenal fatigue because I own a bakery and I'm the only one. And so through my own journey of, you know, like my business exploded and I've learned how to train people and hire people. And we have this really amazing high functioning team, I sort of ended up defaulting into business coaching because those were the clients that I could speak to that my coaches, you know, my coaches are better than I am, I think at functional medicine, but I have this extra business hat on and I've walked the journey of, I, I know exactly what it's like to have your business explode and to have your business be completely reliant on you. Like if you're not there, 
your business doesn't run. And a lot of people in that kind of startup phase or transition into scaling phase are in that spot. Um, and that puts too much pressure on our bodies and our bodies can't sustain them. And yet we have these incredible mission-driven businesses that matter and that the world needs. And so how do we take care of ourselves, not run ourselves into the ground and grow a business? And so that's how kind of the nourished entrepreneur has grown out of live nourished coaching. And now I work with business owners to help them grow and scale and develop a business while keeping themselves healthy, healthy and not digging holes. Yeah. In their yep. truck. Not ending yeah. up in adrenal fatigue or pooping behind your truck. <laughs> hey, anyone, anyone who poops behind their truck on a daily basis, <laughs> do I have a service for you. <laughs> Boy, do I. <laughs> But that's just it. Like sometimes we just let it go so far that it's just absolutely ridiculous. What do you think after working with people and hearing their stories of like having, you know, SIBO is awful, right? IBS, like all these things where you can't go, you can't leave your house, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, the part's so awesome that you said that. Is that what, what, what have you seen are the reasons why? that people let it go that far? Oh man. I mean, a a huge piece of it. And this is one of the reasons that my company is working really hard to partner with kind of traditional primary care practices. But a huge piece of it is that when people get sick, they go to their doctors, they go to their primary cares and our primary care doctor, our system, like they're wonderful. Our primary care doctors are incredible, but they don't have the lens on to help people heal with nutrition. And with IBS and SIBO, so when I was doing my internship, when I when I graduated from my, my master's program, was doing my internship, I worked under a gastroenterologist doctor who was amazing. And I asked her one day, I was like, you know, what, what is IBS? Like when we diagnose someone with IBS, what is that? Like, you're not giving them a drug, you're not giving them anything. And she literally said to me, she goes, oh, that's what we diagnose people with when we don't know what's wrong with them and we don't have a, a drug to fix them. I was like, oh, oh. awesome. And so a huge reason why people let it go so long is because that's what they're told. And our system is set up so that that's the only option, like functional medicine, that access to functional medicine still isn't that great, which is why we've set up a membership system to make it really cost-effective and really affordable. Um, but functional medicine doctors often are cash pay insurance doesn't cover them. And they're anywhere from 7,000 to the highest I've ever seen is like $20,000 for a six month program. And people just they can't do that. Um, and then, you know, there's so much stuff online. Like if you go down the Google rabbit hole, if you just start Googling IBS, there is, you know, hundreds of conflicting articles. And now everybody who calls themselves a health coach because they sell some sort of MLM product is writing a blog about how their product. I mean, it's just like, it's impossible. And if you're exhausted because you're dealing with adrenal fatigue or IBS, like you don't have the brain capacity to try to untie what you're coming up with on Google and your doctor is telling you that chicken and lettuce is the rest of your life. And so people just don't have access. And I think that's why people go so long. Like when we have a client come to us who, you know, we're like the first or second stop on their trip, I get so excited because we can help them get better so much faster than the people who have been dealing with this for three, five, 20 years have tried, you know, 89 supplements, which is not the route to go. Um, and they're just exhausted. They have nothing left. And so we end up being the last resort. But I think, I think that's one of the pieces why it's just like knowledge and access. And I think the other piece is we in our Western culture value busyness. 
if you are busy and your calendar is scheduled full, regardless of if what you're doing is productive and helpful or not, if you're busy, you have value. Um, and it's that busyness and that constant stress. The CDC has now said that chronic stress is more dangerous than smoking a pack of cigarettes a day like that. Yeah. That kind of hits home. That's a problem. (laughs) That's a problem. And I would say 90% of the people in my life, like friends, family, clients, whatever are absolutely in that chronic stress bucket. Like we just run too hot as a community and we never have downtime. Scrolling Instagram raises your heart rate. It is not a relaxing thing, Um, but we think it's a relaxing thing. So we'll do it for two hours and it actually increases our anxiety. It increases our stress. And, and now we're in this hole and we don't know how to get out of it and we don't have the access to get there. So yeah. Why do people let it go so long? Because they don't have knowledge. They don't have access and because we value busy. Yeah. And it's confusing. It sounds like too, especially if you're finding conflicting information and also people are trying to sell you something Oh yeah, doctor. So who is this? And when you're in adrenal fatigue, I remember I actually couldn't read. Yeah. I could even like, I couldn't everywhere I went, I had sunglasses on my eyes wouldn't dilate properly. I just couldn't really do anything. Um, so yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think too, is when we're sick, when our bodies are sick, when we're, when burnout, that overwhelm is we are not our best self. Mm-mm. Oh gosh. No, not our, our higher self, our creative self, our authentic self. We're this shell of a meat suit that is unwell and yeah. we can't be there for our clients, our, our vendors, our partners, um, our children, our family, our friends, you know, I see a lot of entrepreneurs where they just, people just jump off a cliff and disappear. And all they do is work and they don't have that community aspect and all these other things can help you be like, Oh, actually I've been through that. Here's a doctor to go to, instead of them trying to go online, try and read something when they're just exhausted every night. So that's the, you know, the value of community too. And just, um, so that you can be your better self so that you can serve the purpose of what you're supposed to do on this planet. Amen. Um, so thank you for doing the work that you do. Thank you. It's, it's super fun and it's super rewarding and yeah, to see people come back to life when they thought that life was over or to see people have a second chance in their business when they thought that they had to quit because it was overwhelming them. I mean, it makes me want to cry every day. Like the number of stories that we have from clients and business owners is just a mile high. And it's, it's, it's a gift. Like I, I get to show up to my office and I get a gift every day, which is, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I mean, if you change someone's life and they can now go out to dinner with their spouse or friends or, and not worried about farting. Okay. We're But how this is our company mascot. For those of you who cannot see he's a, yeah, on a, YouTube. You can see it. Yes. Yeah. On YouTube. You can see this. If you are listening on a podcast, um, this is Dr. Ben Poopin. He, he is our mascot of our company. Um, and he reminds us that what is coming out of our body is a really good indication of what's going on inside of our body. And so he just brings laughter and smiles and helps us remember, um, to look at our poop. And if it's not, you know, a four, then we need to do something different. Not a four. Wait, what's a four in poop? Um, so it's the, it's the poop scale that we use in doctor's offices and all these things. There's a poop scale. Yep. And it goes everywhere from watery to constipated. 
And a four on that scale is what we want. That's like an ideal poop, which is, you know, if you, <laughs> oh my God, um, that's the poop where it's like the perfect log and it's only one wipe and it like wraps around the toilet and you kind of want to like call your spouse in and be like, look what I just made. That's a four. That's a four. If it's like pellets or it has cracks in it, that's constipation. If it's like watery or it kind of breaks apart, that's diarrhea. So Dr. Ben Poopin reminds us to pay attention to what we've been pooping. <laughs> I want you to know that this is the first poop conversation. We've talked about poop or, you know, um, yeah, but we've not talked about the poop scale. That is a first. You're welcome. Everyone listening. You're welcome. It's called the Bristol poop scale. If you want to Google Bristol it. Poop scale. I will have yep. to look that up. I feel like someone told me there was an app where you can rate your poop every day and then send that to your physician. So they know I would not be surprised at all. I do have clients text me pictures of their poop sometimes. Nope. So that's and fun. I'm out. But thank you for that. <laughs> I really like being a coach. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, there's like 10 text messages. They're all mm-hmm. just poop. Mm-hmm. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> this world, Hallie. Appreciate you. you so much. Okay. So how can people find you if they're worried about their poop is not a four on the poop scale? How can they find you? Yes. So our website, www.livenourished, L-I-V-E-N-O-U-R-I-S-H-E-D.com. We have a big button on the top of that. that says book a free consult. And I think one of the things that you said is super important. Like there's always someone selling you things. Our promise in that free consult is it is not a sales call. It is a let's dig into what's going on in your body. If we can help you, we will help you. If we cannot help you, we will refer you to someone who can. We've got about a 60 list referral document for people who we refer out to. Um, and you will walk away from that call with at least your next step, regardless of if you work with us or not. So Um, book that free consult. If you're an entrepreneur and you'd like to talk directly to me, you can go to on our website says work with us, click on nourish entrepreneur. And there's a button on that page to book a free consult for that. If you're dealing with health issues and you want to figure out how to run your business, or you're just getting beaten into the ground by your business. Um, that's, and that's optional. It doesn't have to happen. So book a free consult on our website is the best way to get in touch with us. And then we have a 30 day gut fix, which I'll send you the links for the show notes. Um, that's a 30 day, like pretty simple gut reset that solves probably 85% of, of issues. Okay. And that's 27 bucks. So great. Really low barrier to entry. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Well, everyone go to the website. It'll be in the show notes, get your gut fix for $27, but you have to like do stuff obviously, but I'm excited to see what that is. This has been so (laughs) wonderful. Thank you so much, Hallie. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful to be here, Jamie. Yeah, awesome. All right. And thank you everyone else for being here today. I appreciate you and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income. Thank you.